genre. Welcome to the Jay and Silent Bob Minute, where we are covering the movie Dogma one minute at a time. Today we're covering Minute 16, quite possibly the greatest fish minute ever. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Thercutch. And I'm Rick Tatro. Well, welcome aboard, Admiral. Uh, Thank you. Was, was uh, that we, too soon? No, no, no. We're good. We're good to go. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> we have blessed you this week with Alan Rickman. <laughs> And there's Chris. Chris Chris letting us know he's here. So this this particular minute starts with coughing and ends with bottom feeders. But I feel like I'm doing a disservice because it sounds like, oh, not a lot happens this this uh, minute. But uh, something we haven't had for the last three years, we have an actual actor showing up. Yeah. Someone you've heard of who's been in movies who everyone admits is a great actor. Come on. The last two years we had Ben Affleck. Come on. I think I just said my piece. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I will make the distinction that I heard years ago. Um, ben Affleck, he is a fine actor. But Ben Affleck is a movie star. Um, Alan Rickman is an actor. That's the difference. Yes. Well, Kevin Smith told me Ben Affleck could play the, the shark in Jaws. That's how good he is. So. Well, here's the difference. I've seen Ben Affleck be good in movies. I've seen him even be great in movies. But I've also seen him be shit in movies. And I've never seen Alan Rickman be shit in anything. Even movies that were terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll have to give you that one. You're right. Oh, yeah, he's in, I mean, he's in some garbage movies, as all actors are. But, like, especially in movies, I've seen him in a, he's in a lot of bad movies where he's not the star. He's, he's just one of the people that's there, and you're like, oh, thank God he's back. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of those stars that just rises, elevates any material he's in, at least while he's on screen. I mean, this is a minute to point that out, because he's basically just... He's almost exposition dumping for like the entire this week and into the next couple weeks. And you better be pretty interesting and be able to carry a scene if you're just being, you know, plot dump. Yeah. And being given some very interesting things to do. So we came into last week. She had heard a strange noise, which had became a fire. And then she gets her because she's a, you know, she's a handy gal. She has a fire extinguisher in her bathroom, I think. And she starts to put it out with some not CGI at all fire extinguisher stuff. (laughs) And then we get the reveal of Alan Rickman. And he's just about as happy as any of us would be after getting hit with a fire extinguisher. (laughs) As we all remember, Chris, uh, do you remember this is our second fire extinguisher attack in the view of Skewiverse? Yes, yes. There's one in Clerks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the last one was uh, the, uh, the Chulis gum representative. Gets sprayed by Veronica. <laughs> oh, wow. It's been so long since I watched Clerks, I didn't even remember that. Oh, yeah, when they're doing cancer merch and throwing the cigarettes at, at Dante. Sugar oh, she, gets a great, she gets a great reveal with the fire extinguisher, too. She, like, gets a pan up like she's yeah. a badass standing there with the fire extinguisher. Um, yeah, she gets the hero reveal. Uh, Alan Rickman gets the, I can't believe I have to put up with this shit reveal. <laughs> <laughs> well, first she crawls over. Blood later. Yeah. <laughs> First she crawls over, turns the light on, and then she stands up on the bed, Jeff. And what? We didn't see that one before. The cross above her head with the circle around it? Yeah, we didn't We couldn't, We couldn't. didn't have that angle before. We saw the other two yeah. weird kind of looking crosses. This one's crazy like somebody was doing arts and crafts and building out a little wood blocks or something. Well, I, I mean, thought it looked like cardboard, and I was like, HD is not helping this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, you know, it really could be cardboard. You're right. It's, it's arts and crafts day. 
<laughs> down at the old abortion clinic. <laughs> now she has a bat in her room. Rick, you got a bat in the old room? Just no, I a... have. A, well, I have a, a couple of swords and uh, a. Okay, this may be more in depth than y'all want, but I used to do medieval reenactment, uh, and uh, we did. Uh, I, I used to do actual armored full contact combat, and so we we had swords made out of rattan, so we wouldn't literally kill each other. Uh, and so I keep my old sword next to my bed, and I'm a lot more dangerous with uh, that than I would be with a gun. Oh my god! Could you sword. imagine? The poor bastard that breaks into Rick's ass, you know, he comes in. He's just like, you know, you're thinking, all right, this guy doesn't seem like he has a gun. So what's he going to do? He's going to pick up. He's going to try to throw a lamp at me. And all of a sudden, this dude just breaks out a sword. And you're like, I have made a terrible mistake. You know, a, a few years back, there was a report of a guy. This 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 organization, the Society for Creative Anachronism. If any of y'all out there know the SCA, that's what I'm talking about. Um, a few years ago, there was a report out of, like, I think Arizona or, you know, somewhere out in the Midwest. I don't know if Arizona is the Midwest. I apologize for my geographical idiocy. If it's not the East Coast, I don't know where it is. Um, where someone broke into their house and they grabbed a spear because they, they, you know, I've, I've fought with spears before. It's not easy, especially not in a, in, a, in a small room. But he had a real spear in his house and he stabbed the fuck out of the dude. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and... And I guarantee you, every SCA fighter, myself included, was like, that is my dream. <laughs> I honestly have a, a sword hanging on one of my walls in the house, but I don't think I can lift that sword if I want to. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> like I'm a giant sword. The, the best part is, I'm joking about this. I have a cutlass in my garage. It's in with like all where all my, my stuff for uh, working outside is. You know how you have like little uh, slots and you have muscle. Yeah. No, it, it's like an old like pirate cutlass. <laughs> It has like the giant, handles. Like, you know how the handle has like the stuff that goes over it. <laughs> like, I, yeah, it's a somebody that I knew that was in in the weapons trade. Let's say had it. <laughs> <laughs> so you know that's for uh, the occasional close encounter if you have to deal with something. Yeah, uh, I, I remember. Just be careful of those wall hanger swords can backfire on you because if they break, <laughs> which a lot of them will. Yeah. Um, well, this one, I don't know what this sword is, but it's friggin heavy like uh, the one i have is a full-blown yeah. sword this like, this is no shit. swing and hit and break something if something breaks it's going to be my arm from swinging it <laughs> right it's going to be easier for me to swing a baseball bat than it is going to be to swing that damn sword. that's why the baseball bat has always been the weapon of choice yeah because even if you lack any ability most people can pick it up and use it as a half-ass weapon at you know at mm -hmm. worst case scenario um, right. I do remember a report a few years ago of somebody – had to be maybe like 10 years ago. You'll appreciate this from your other podcast, Rick, where somebody robbed a convenience store, I believe it was, with a batleth. Oh, yes. I heard about that. And then they, <laughs> yeah. they interviewed a guy that witnessed it, and he's like, yeah, he was robbing the store with a batleth. And then I was watching a news report. It was like a YouTube thing, and it stops, and he goes, what's the most surprising part of this story? That a man robbed a store with a batleth? He's like, or that some witness knew what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Well, one of our one of the probably apocryphal stories that goes around uh, the SCA is about a, a a guy who made a shirt of chainmail, and if you've ever encountered chainmail for real, that shit is heavy as hell, and so he was wearing it all the time to get used to wearing it, and he had he worked at like a Seven Eleven or a Circle K or something like that, um, and he had it under his uniform, and a guy came in and asked for cigarettes, and he turned around to get the cigarettes. And when he turned back around, the dude was passed out on the floor. And so he called 911, so this guy's passed out on the floor. And when 
the EMTs got there, they saw a knife sticking out of the back of the, uh, out of his back, stuck in the chainmail. <laughs> the guy tried to stab him to rob the place, and the knife just stopped, and he he fainted. <laughs> <laughs> Now, whether that actually happened or not, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat dubious, but it's a great story. When the legend becomes truth, print the legend. <laughs> Speaking of legend, watch how as I, as I quickly get us back into this minute. Speaking of legend. Speaking of Alan Rickman. So, yeah, speaking of Alan Rickman. So I assume any angel that showed up in my, in my bedroom would have this same pissy attitude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like... We're going to find out that he's the voice of God, and he just has a pissy attitude from from, from the jump. I mean, granted, he was sprayed with a, with a fire extinguisher, which... <laughs> <laughs> I, have you ever been sprayed with a fire extinguisher? It uh, sucks. I, yeah, I, I, I said last week. I told the story week, last week. Yeah. I have. <laughs> yeah, and so have I. I've been sprayed with a Halon bottle when I was in the Air oh, Force. <laughs> and you're alive? <laughs> Yeah, we had, it was in Vegas of all places too. We had, an air, we had, I said it last week. We had an aircraft fire, and like three of us got blasted with a halon bottle because some jackass oh, didn't know how to use it. <laughs> so I got a free trip to the emergency room for that one. Yeah, no doubt that no, stuff is. Yeah, no doubt is good for stopping fire. <laughs> yes, and stopping your heart if you're not, if you're not careful. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs oxygen? <laughs> yeah. I, I I don't know. I I know Jeff. I, I mentioned this to you. I, th- this was just sort of random you you mentioned you you had posted a picture of of, now okay it's been so long since i was in and i always got it mixed up were you a a senior master or chief uh yeah right i don't get that far i'm a master sergeant master okay i I, once you get to the 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 chevrons above the star i start getting lost don't we all like we lost chris completely (laughs) but but i you know i i I was all of an e4 when i got out so but uh, i you know i was in the air force too for a little while um, I worked on C-130s, and uh, we we got my uh, towards the end of my time at at Pope, uh, we got F-16s and A-10s in when they when they combined everything, and uh, started learning about stuff like like hydrazine. Oh. <laughs> it was like if you think about it too hard, it'll give you cancer. Yeah, so like if you see it on the ground, you're dead already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like oh, this is terrific. <laughs> Alan Rickman. Yeah. Metatron. <laughs> well, we. Sorry. Yeah. So we get about halfway through the minute, and he does the, and do what exactly hit me with that fish? Fish. Like, <laughs> I don't know who else would even think to deliver a line that way. Where it almost seems like he's like, what weird shit should I put in her hand? <laughs> well, I love all the stories about how Muse was terrified of how how you know Smith terrified Muse about. Rickman. Oh, then he was like, he's a real actor. This ain't no Ben yeah, Affleck. He, he, <laughs> he's like, you gotta know your shit. You gotta know your lines or Rickman's gonna tear you apart. So Muse learned the entire, he learned everybody's The whole lines. script. Yeah, I, yeah. I heard that too. <laughs> <laughs> That's like so crazy. Uh, well, if on the same lines, if you ever watch, uh, if you ever go back and feel the need to watch for the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, if you watch the first season, there's multiple scenes where you can see Will Smith mouthing the lines of the other characters <laughs> because same thing oh, wow. he, he was like his first like real gig like he'd been in like a movie or something before but like this was his show so he learned the entire scripts of like every scene he was in so like the other person would be talking and you can see him mouthing the words waiting for his lines to come up huh. <laughs> um if anybody's ever read the stand there's a very similar scene to this where a character has a knife and is going to stab somebody with it and when they go to stab the guy uh he turns it into a banana <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I remember that. I do remember that. If you saw either of the miniseries, the uh, low-budget, not-that-great 1990s one, or the high-budget, not-that-great, came-out-last-year one. <laughs> I didn't see the second one. I saw the first one. <laughs> You're not missing much. <laughs> I, I did... Yeah, the stand is the one about the, uh, a pandemic, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, that they filmed some right before. Didn't really want to watch it? <laughs> yeah, that they filmed right before a pandemic. They must uh, at first. That must have been like I thought they were going to go. Oh, well, we can capitalize on this. I think what they were really kicking themselves was like, shit. If we would have filmed this the next year, we would have had some great ideas of what really would happen. <laughs> well, you know, you know what I read for the first time like six months ago was World War Z. Oh, oh I love World War one. Z. Yeah. I, I did too, because you know I I I'm so over zombies, so I didn't pay attention to it. And, and a friend of mine was like, "You got to read this book." I, I listened to the audiobook, and it was just like, "This is this is what's happening now, just without the zombies." At least <laughs> I, know about. I know that's it's so bad when you you read something that's science fiction. You're like, "This is hitting a little close to home." <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of which, having somebody break into my house and tell me to sit down and shut up is like, "Oh, I can see this happening." <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what. <laughs> that fish looks like it would hurt. That's a big giant fish. It's like I could hit him with this. It's like a giant. Yeah, I, I really hit could hit big him mackerel. <laughs> that was a significant fish. Yeah. Um, so did y'all? I, I was doing. A, I, I don't know if that's allowed on this show, but I did a little bit of research. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, we certainly don't do it on my shows, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, Kevin Smith had a heart attack a couple of years ago. As he he's mentioned almost, it once or twice. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, almost died. But I didn't realize that while he was in the hospital before they knew he wasn't going to die, uh, Linda Fiorentino called him and they like made up. Oh, yeah, because he had said that she was difficult to work with. Yeah, which he's not the only one I've heard that about. Yeah. But, uh, or he's not the only one that said it, I should say. Um, we haven't seen much of her for a while. Yeah, but, uh, I wonder but, yeah, why. They... they, they, they <laughs> Uh, he apologized for saying terrible things about her. He doesn't say what she said, but uh, but they apparently are, uh, they're, they're, if not friends, they're cool with each other. Yeah, now. he kissed and made up with a few people after that, because that's like shortly after that is when he got back in touch with Ben Affleck, which, I mean, they hadn't ruptured their relationship. They kind of more drifted apart than anything else. Mm-hmm. He said, I won't go into it again because I won't tell the story because I told it last year on Chasing Amy where Bruce Willis cold calls him out of nowhere. If, if you ever hear to that story, just listen to it. Well, I don't remember what it was on, but it had to be Smodcast, right? Where he tells the story. Chris, yeah, he just he's like, yeah, one day he just gets a call out of nowhere from Bruce Willis. Now, Bruce Willis and him, all they did was fight on Cop Out, and he had ripped Bruce Willis publicly for years. And he said he just called him up and was like, hey, Kevin, what's going on? <laughs> just it's like, weird. Like, Bruce Willis didn't know he was bad mouth him? <laughs> Who I knows? Guess. When, when you're that famous, do you even care? Mm-mm. Yeah, like there's like Kevin Smith famous, and then there's Bruce Willis famous, and there's a right. lot of room in between those. <laughs> I can imagine Bruce Willis famous ain't even in touch with what's going on anymore. They don't oh no, you're you're up, you're so yeah. far above it. How can you be? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so it's, it's, well, <laughs> I was just I was trying to remember how he got into the the whole rape thing. I wish she's like she's like, please don't kill or rape me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that's that's when he drops his pants together with what <laughs> yeah well he's just like get over it like he's just like shut up <laughs> yeah now imagine this whole scene done today because there's zero chance this prosthetic is there this is definitely oh, yeah. a cgi yeah. hit it would be cg uh he'd be wearing green panties and they just yeah just <laughs> over it. yeah it doesn't look great the it doesn't look bad though, because it, it works for the characters. Because you know, they're they're the, the the idea is that they are 
some simulacrum of humanity. So I never had a problem with how plastic it looked. It looked uncomfortable as hell. Yeah. Um, and the onset photos are hilarious because you see Rickman standing there with this thing on. And you're just like, <laughs> this man has won so many awards and been in so many high-profile things. And he's sitting there with this big shit-eating grin on wearing these weird-ass <laughs> plastic pants. I guess it never bothered me before because I never noticed it till now. You know, like, never really brought it up till now. Well, let me ask you a question. Because something I've been thinking about since you, since we talked about well since I was on uh, Mallrats and I said dude when you do Dogma call me because um, Dogma was the first Kevin Smith movie I ever saw. Oh, this was I'd your never heard of Kevin Smith before Dogma. Well, because this was like a actual major release. Yeah, right. Because yeah, I, I don't. What? Clerks was underground. Chasing Amy was underground. Mallrats was only a hit on video. Yeah, and I, I I think I'd heard of Chasing Amy and Mallrats, but I'd never seen them. Um, and video, you know, home video really wasn't a thing yet, uh, if I'm remembering right. I, you know, it's after a while the the booze and weed catches up to you. <laughs> but, um, which, which came out first, Die Hard or Dogma? No, Die Hard was. You mean the original Die Hard was '88. Was it? Okay, okay. So it, this wasn't the first time I saw Rickman, but it was the first time I really noticed him. Because I had seen... I, Die Hard really didn't... I, I'm one of those rare people that was like, yeah, I saw it. Okay, it happened. Um, I don't revere the movie as much as some. I, well, uh, you're incorrect, I, as usual. But, uh, I, I, as usual, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you want to hear uh, Chris and I do minute by minute on die hard we were part of the die hard minute by minute teams <laughs> yes we were yeah we did uh two weeks we did a week in the beginning and a week at the end and there was like what was there 15 teams i don't remember anymore that was like three years ago must have been 100 years <laughs> yeah. ago i remember we did just, yeah we did the blonde dude falling down the stairs and something up on the mm-hmm. roof i don't i think we had some rickman in there honestly i, I think we did a little bit like a, a phone call to him or something like that yeah. all right chris you're in charge of the show for five minutes Oh, come on. I don't even know what's going on in this show. <laughs> and he surprised me with it, too, huh? <laughs> Time to let's, let's just talk about Jeff while he's going. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. Did, I ever, did I ever tell you guys? No, because Rickman wasn't it. I, I came this close to meeting him. Oh, no. You didn't tell us that story. Um, I got to a, a friend of mine who uh, has done quite well for himself. Uh got our whole gang back together uh i guess about 12 years ago uh okay. he wanted he wanted to have like a reunion and and so he flew us all up to new york to see spam a lot oh the, nice with, with the original cast oh wow. yeah uh it, it was it was fucking awesome um and while we were there and and i mean he got sweet tickets we were right in the middle of the of, of the house dead center you know like six or seven rows back from the stage it was amazing and we're sitting there and my friend keith nudges me and he says look look over there is that colin mockery from whose line is it anyway I'm like yeah that is cool and then we're looking around because we're like well if there's one celebrity here there may be more and i i shit you not about three rows ahead of us off to the left sigourney weaver and alan rickman wow and we're shitting ourselves. Right. We're like, holy crap. And, you know, <laughs> of course, we didn't do anything because, you know, we're sitting in the audience and they're, you know, we'd have to climb over seats and stuff. And so we watched Act One, which was just incredible. You know, it was Tim Curry and David Hyde Pierce and Hank Azaria. Uh, and, uh, oh, God, I can't remember the name of the, the woman who played the Lady of the Lake. She won a Tony for it. She was on Grey's Anatomy. That's all I know about her. 
Yeah, she, she, and you know, <laughs> hey, Josh, it was an incredible. Oh, Sarah Ramirez, I remembered it. <laughs> yes, yes, that's it. Um, and you know, it, I, I don't know if you, if you know this, uh, Chris, but I'm I, I'm a theater professional. I teach theater. I'm a, I'm a, tech, a theater technician. I've been a theater person all my whole life. We actually spoke about that a couple of years ago. My daughter was in theater, and we had a oh, whole conversation right, right, about right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> um, and the thing is, because it's my job, I generally don't like watching plays. Because oh, okay. I can't, I can't relax and just enjoy them. I'm always like, "Oh, look at that! That's yeah, terrible!" And that's, why yeah. do you do that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> this show blew me away. I just, it was, it was amazing. Um, and then at intermission, we're all like, "Should we? Should we go sing? Should we say hi to them?" And just talking. You know, what do we do? And we noticed that nobody was paying them any attention. And so we're like, "All right, we're not going to be those assholes." No, yeah, you're going to be the douchebag <laughs> at that point. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we were just, you know, looking sideways, not wanting to get caught looking at them and stuff. But uh, they, I mean, I mean, you know, Sigourney Weaver is probably a hundred times more gorgeous in person than she is on screen. And Rickman had a huge head. <laughs> yeah, he's got one of those actor heads. Giant noggin. But uh, <laughs> it was it was like one of those things like I'm going to tell this story every chance I get for the rest of my life. <laughs> So the real question is, you didn't go bother Kyle Mocker either? No. <laughs> but we did go to the stage door after the show, and both uh, Azaria and Hyde Pierce came out and were oh, really nice. cool and signing autographs and stuff. I saw that show, too, but I didn't see it till the next year. So, Or I saw it six months later, I think, because Azaria was gone when I watched it. Uh, okay. Curry was still in it. Hyde Pierce was still in it. Sarah Ramirez was still in it. But, yeah, he, mm. Hank Azaria had just left. You know what the weird thing was? And I don't know if you had the same experience, but I thought Tim Curry was kind of the weak link in the show. I thought he was he was just okay. He, he just didn't seem to get the Python aesthetic of play it straight and let the comedy come from the situation. He kept, like, mugging and making silly faces and everything. Well, I think that's just because you hire Tim Curry, and that's what Tim Curry... Yeah. Tim, you know, <laughs> Tim Curry's going to Tim Curry. You got to let, let Charles be Charles. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of years later, they tour, the, the tour came to Florida, and I took my wife uh, to see it for her birthday, and it was uh, Richard Chamberlain as Arthur. Oh. <laughs> um, and it, it was still, it was still, it's a great show. If you get a chance to see Spam a lot, folks, even if you don't like musicals, that's, it's a great show. It's got my favorite, my favorite musical song of all time in it, the song that goes like this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Um... Did we co- your, what movie were we talking I was gonna about? Say, I was going to cover the last 10 seconds, but all he does is ask for a towel after he shows off yeah. his lack of junk. Yeah, and then he wipes off his prosthetic. <laughs> like we all do. <laughs> uh, now that we brought up prosthetics, does anybody want to mention anything about their prosthetics before we end this minute? Uh, yeah. um. Okay, thankfully, no. <laughs> Rick, why don't you plug uh, one of your shows? Uh, you can catch uh, uh, that Star Trek podcast on the Infinite Potato Alliance podcasting network. Uh, where we talk about uh, anything and everything Star Trek. We are the Jane Silent Bob Minute. We're on DoingGenre.com. We did Clerks. We did Mallrats. We did Chasing Amy. We're working our way through Dogma. Um, that's it. You got anything else, Chef? Shoot the glass. Who's that's not funny. He didn't have any shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> One of the most painful scenes to watch in any movie ever. <laughs> and it just, it's, as soon as the glass starts hitting the ground, you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs>